Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a, I guess, I guess we're kind of a special edition of What's on Joe Mind. I'm Mike Urizari. Joining me this afternoon, Mark Weber, former head of the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. How are you today, Mark? Well, it seems like everybody's ahead of the G.I. Joe brand, right? Everybody who comes through here, like, I, I feel like I'm somehow unqualified to be on my own program because we, we fraternize with so many former brand heads. Right? Yeah, I, I was manager of global brand development if we're scoring at home. And if you're scoring at home, God bless you. That's a level of yeah. fandom we don't get very often. We are here today, obviously, with the news breaking, or I, I don't know if the news broke, but certainly the pictures leaked of the upcoming convention-exclusive Snake Eyes figure that is all over the internet and especially the Facebooks today. We'll just give a few minutes of our first impressions. You've had a good amount of time to study him, Mark. You made me aware of him this morning as I groggily woke up. Tuesday is one of my days off during the week, which is weird. Uh, so I, of course, was taking that opportunity to sleep in. It was you who made me aware that these pictures got out there in the first place. So Look at me, the, the Paul Revere from uh, New England. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Pretty much, yeah, right? The Snake Eyes is coming. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think I got to be careful with this, right? Sure. I think, by and large, this is a really good-looking figure. And six inches is a big deal with collectors right now. So I've never been, as a, as a three and three-quarter collector myself, you know, that's the scale I prefer and what a lot of people prefer. But having a six-inch line doesn't mean you can't have a three and three-quarter line. Marvel had both for quite some time. So while we don't know the future of the three and three-quarter Joes that most of us are used to or comfortable with, this is a good-looking six-inch figure. The bits and, and most of this I, I, I said online. A couple things to to ponder here. Uh, number one, this looks like an event exclusive item. Certainly does. Mm -hmm. um, so, what event are they talking about? You know, when I was when I left Hasbro, they were phasing out making an item a San Diego Comic Con exclusive or a BotCon exclusive or anything like that. They just wanted it to be an event exclusive, so it was usable at multiple events if needed. So. Where is this coming out? It's a little early in the year to have something this complete uh, for San Diego, but they may have built that into the developmental timeline. Uh, and that's what lets you have, you know, the dojo weapons and the, the fold out of the case and, and all the extra stuff because price point, you know, the, the selling price point and also the, the cost to actually make it are both pretty fluid for an event exclusive item. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't know what the overall plan is, and if this is done correctly, there is a couple years' worth of planning for this sculpt or any sculpt. But it's weird to me that if this is an exclusive for an event based you know, almost completely off the version 2 or 85 Snake Eyes, that there's no timber in there. Like, if you were ever going to put a wolf with the figure because it's too big – of an accessory to throw in, I think, with a regular retail pack. You know, where's the wolf? I think that's, I don't understand where else you would put Timber if not in this package. Yeah, I agree. So that's, that, right? Yeah. 
and certainly understanding that a timber accessory would be multiple times more expensive than the accessories that are included, which if you're, right. if you're playing along at home again, is the very ornate, uh, sword rack storage thing. Uh, it's real cool looking. I want to take away from it. it it's, it's neat. It, it's a nice pack in, but this is going to be an exclusive where fans are going to be asked to shell out 70, $80 or upwards. Eh, it seems a little light. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be anywhere near that expensive. This is is 50 tops, is my guess. Again, remember that that's another thing, another point to make here is there's nothing in this that would tie this to the upcoming movie. And it doesn't mean Snake Eyes can't look like this in the movie, but even the packaging shies completely away from the Arashikage logo. So something to always keep in mind about Sixth Inch Joe is if it's classic themed, Hasbro's paying zero royalty on that. So it's far more profitable than a similarly sized Marvel legend or, uh, or Star Wars black figure. So that's why I think you'll see a lot of accessories, at least in comparison to the kind of minimal stuff you get with Marvel and Star Wars and Marvel and Star Wars are not brands that lend to a lot of accessories. So I'm not saying they're, they're, you know, cutting corners there, but Joe is a line, especially, you know, recently in the last decade, at least with the, with the modern Joe, the 25th and the 50th, you know, you got a lot of accessories. And so I think even though this is obviously a special pack that goes way over the top, I still think you can expect a lot of accessories from a six inch Joe line that's headed towards at least online retail, if not, you know, brick and mortar. And you did bring up the very interesting question of where this is going to be sold. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Could be. That's the trick now with the way they define it as an ex their exclusives now. It could start on Pulse, but that might not be the only place it goes, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe this is Pulse only, and the San Diego version does have timber. That's possible, too. It's easy for people to react, and, and me included, to go, well, obviously they forgot timber. What a crazy oversight. Well, there maybe there's a plan for it. We don't know. Yeah. But this is if this is the only event exclusive Snake Eyes, it feels like a miss. So, you know, we'll we'll all find out when we all find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, one other interesting thing, since I brought up the Arashikage logo, on the one really close up on this guy where it's knees up, basically, he's got a small Arashikage logo on his chest. And it does not have the sixth bar, the solid bar that should be on the bottom of the Arashikage logo. And I don't think they have this wrong internally because it looks like his belt buckle logo has it. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to tell from the photo if that's uh, a missing paint app or, you know, if that part is actually a raised portion that is unpainted. And again, this is just one figure, so it doesn't mean they're all like that, but it seems like a pretty hard line to miss one of. And if this is a small run, it all gets run before you can fix it. That's one of the biggest laments of my time on the brand is the gung-ho figure we put out that was a brand new sculpt that everyone was looking forward to ended up with his chest tattoo almost becoming a neck tattoo. <laughs> and it was just applied way too high 
by the factory. And by the time we got, we saw our first sample of it and said, no, you got to fix that. They said, well, we already ran them all. So <laughs> sometimes it, it can't be fixed because the run is short and it shouldn't work like that. Right. I was railed against that. Like I have to be able to look at the first sample and say, or an image of the first sample and say, same day, that's wrong fix it before you start. And you'd be amazed how often you aren't afforded that opportunity in the toy business. Well, maybe Gung-Ho likes neck tattoos. Maybe he's not concerned he about getting a job once he leaves the service. Well, and maybe Snake Eyes is cool with whatever having only five parts of that I Ching says, <laughs> right? You'd hate to be one of those. You see him all the, all the time online, right? The guy who gets the Chinese script tattoo. That's right. And it's, instead of it saying, my daughter is my life, it says, my daughter is for dinner yeah. or something. <laughs> you, you hope they didn't do that to poor Snake Eyes here. Yes, it uh, will be interesting to find out. If somebody can find out what that five-bar symbol would mean, Yeah, that would, that would be well, excellent. Let's ask Larry. I want to know what Larry has to say about it. <laughs> oh, and that was another thing, too, looking at it. And I, and I do like this set a lot. But given that there's hardly any paint apps on the figure itself, because that's Snake Eyes, I really could have used some on the weapons behind him. Yeah. Like on the blades themselves would have been nice, or even making them uh, separately, right? If the blade is separate from the hilt and then they get put together. Mm -hmm. But for, for something that is an exclusive item where they can, if it costs them 50 cents more, so they want to charge us $3 more, Okay, fine. Very rarely is anybody complaining about a small up a small upcharge on a convention exclusive, if it provides them with a little more value. So I think some paint apps on the weapons might have helped, and and the big one. And this is just me personally, because I know a lot of people don't care, but that chest cut is murderous <laughs> on a figure's aesthetic. It's just, I've been calling it brutal all day, and maybe that's the best term for it. And this actually, the close-up picture, which I'm looking at right now, you know, has enough secondary items over it that it makes it disappear a little bit. But if you need secondary items to hide the bad articulation cut, maybe we should reevaluate putting that cut in in the first place. I, I chuckle not because I think you're wrong necessarily, but it, I'm admiring your dedication to the brutal classification. I hate it. it <laughs> like, I know there are some people who need them crazy articulated to pull off however they want them posed. I, I mean, I get that. But to me, it just always seemed like there was very little a chest cut afforded that couldn't be done with a well-crafted waist cut. Like uh, like we used to get uh, with the O-ring kind of stuff. Mm. If you had kind of more of a dip, you know, a ball and disc setting at the waist, you can do a lot of what a chest cut does. But if you're not Iron Man or a knight or a robot, it's really hard to lose that cut at all, especially this kind yeah. where it's, you know, looks like a thumb, right? I think some of that comes out in the scale, though. With the three and three quarter scale, that chest cut is pretty brutal on, on characters that have a lot of detail on their chest because you can't add a lot to that in terms of extra stuff without your figure starting to get crazy bulky. 
and that evens out a little bit in the bigger scale. Like you can put a vest on these guys or you can put a harness on these guys and it doesn't just chunk out your figure right? nearly so badly. So it it bothers me less here on the six inch model than it would have on a four inch model. Yeah, I get I get that. I think that's that's valid. But if you're adding parts and expense to help cover up the clunky looking articulation you chose to include. Do we really need to pose snake eyes doing ab crunches that badly? And given that his abdominals show all the way through his uniform here, maybe he can lay off the ab crunches for a while. Look, man, Do you he... really need snake eyes to arch his back in your pose? Mega rip. So, so badly that you need to have this lock and key ab cut? I, I get that, that a lot of people love it, and most people are okay with it. And I'm all right being in the minority that's correct. It's <laughs> filthy. I hate it. I will always hate it. We are one seat short today, but Joe Colton is stuck in the office. She could not join us for this very quick recording, but I did get some input from her. So Joe Colton will still be heard. Let me share those thoughts with you. The packaging is awesome. The embossed design on the inside cover box is cool. The accessories being in the foam makes it feel exclusive. The art is great, and the logo with the classified series underneath has a whole new vibe, but also a throwback. So something we hadn't touched on yet, the packaging. I think she's right. I, I think I, there's a lot to like in that package there. It's very dark, but they didn't skimp on detail just to make it dark. Yeah, I, the packaging's great. Like the, the only thing that stood out to me as a little bit odd is the lack of the Arashikage logo on the packaging at all. Because if you wanted to make it that dark, bright red bars would stand out, you know, uh, unbelievably well. Really like, jump, And I don't yeah. know what the script down the side actually means or says, but I think there must be a reason why there's no Arashikage on the outside. And my guess is to distance it from the movie completely. Mm just from a royalty perspective sure. so that no one could ever push and say that actually was movie product. Yeah. I like that. They've numbered it. I think that's cool because if you are going to collect these and store them in bookshelf fashion, I think the, the number is important. So I like, I like that a lot and it doesn't cost anything. So why not? Yeah, no, I agree with you. So does Joe Colton. That was actually her next bit. Uh, details on the side of the box with the numbering and the Japanese characters Love it, end quote. Uh, but to go on, Joe writes, I love that it has a new sculpt abs. <laughs> so she's flying directly in your really? face on this one. The arc, She likes the articulation. The articulation looks to follow the Marvel Legends, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> we, you guys can, can brawl on that one later. Absolutely. Like, like I said, I know, I know I'm in the minority on this and that, that's okay. You know, the accessories wall that come with to hold the figures accessories is genius and something we haven't seen before. It's very intricate and the design is very Japanese. I also think the art piece that it comes with is a nice touch. Although I haven't gotten a chance to get a real detailed look at that. I like the use of the gray and black coloring with red every so often for that pop. She did notice there is no file card 
shown with the accessories, which nobody else has really picked up yet. That would that that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, interesting that there's no. I mean, there's almost no language on the box at all, right? Looks like a Lego box almost. In that you could ship it pretty much anywhere or have it at any convention anywhere, and it would probably still be fine. So. Yeah. When I looked at it, I thought that's very globally friendly, which isn't a bad thing, right? And I'm no. sure that was was part part of their overall design cue on it from a packaging perspective. And last bit that Joe included here was she would have liked to have seen an alternate head, maybe the commando or even a modern head from the 2006 toy line. I think she's got a good point. I don't think the commando head was ever in play. Because my guess is the original Commando Snake Eyes is in that Wave 1 that we're all expecting to have, you know, finalized and officially announced uh, at Toy Fair this weekend. So Yeah, I think um, you're right there. I think we're getting that as, you know, the anchor, truly, of that Wave 1. This one is different enough that you still need it. And maybe it's a Pulse exclusive. Maybe it's at San Diego as well. Or maybe San Diego gets the timber. That's possible too. And then like, like I've always, you know, speculated, I think if the six inch shows are coming and coming on six one, I bet you they're Amazon and online exclusive for a couple months, maybe in targets, you know, special exclusive area, but they won't have shelf space until eight one. Mm. And then maybe they get a new figure to fill it out from five to six in the lineup. Maybe one for Target, one for Walmart, but they're only there for about a month. And then movie six inch fills that slot. But the real question beyond, you know, are we actually going to get some three and three quarter or four inch representation for the movie? The real question is, does Hasbro believe in Joe enough to continue it beyond the Snake Eyes movie? Yeah. And my guess, again, I got no inside knowledge on this. My guess is no, they don't. Mm. Well, it's fair in that you really you have to make money on a bigger scale if they're going to dedicate the kind of resources to do it right. And so I can respect that, yeah. if nothing else. It speaks poorly to Joe, unfortunately, that they don't believe you can use the Snake Eyes movie to catapult it back into an evergreen brand. Mm. But... That's what the tea leaves look like right now. And I don't want to be the defeatist guy. And I'm never, ever rooting against the brand. I love G.I. Joe, always have. My favorite toy as a kid and as an adult. I want it to do well. And I hope I haven't sounded too chicken little about this figure because I think it's a dynamite figure. It looks great, you know, beyond the chest cut. They're hitting all the right chords here. Uh, beyond that chest cut for me, and I realize I'm in the minority. So this is a good thing, a really good thing for Joe fans. And if it sells like mad, then maybe it actually triggers something going forward. But I don't think they're planning anything beyond movie product. Yeah, and, and really, Mark, I think having a frank discussion about what we're up against as G.I. Joe fans versus the market, I think that's okay. We're certainly not being negative in that regard. We just have to remember that as fans, we do need to keep positive. We need to speak with our wallets. We need to get out and support this stuff if we want to see more G.I. Joe product. 
And I mean, the concern is always, oh, well, I'm not going to buy bad product. This isn't going to be bad product. If this is the beginning of the GI Joe six inch or the GI Joe classified line, it's going to be good product. Like th- this is, this yeah. is a, a hot figure. This is pretty darn awesome. We'll wrap it up here. You have any last thoughts before we go, Mark? I, I think I'm always qualifying because because I don't want to be seen as nitpicky or overly negative. I was excited to see this this morning. I'm excited to see what Hasbro is going to share with us this week. And we got a movie coming out that I think we all hope will be good. So it's a good time to be a Joe fan. We haven't had this much going on in a while. As nitpicky as we all can be because we do care so much. It is a good time to be a Joe fan, so I'm excited to see what the rest of the week will bring. That's right. Let's just enjoy our time on the front page. If it's great, it's great. If it's not great, they'll certainly let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, you can we, fix the Arashikage logo at home. It's fine. Yeah, no we, deal. we do live in an Internet society. If it's not any good, Lord knows we'll hear about it. I don't think yeah, that's going to be the case. If only there was, was some outlet. For a fan angst. We'll figure one out. We'll make a lot of money on it. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be some great stuff, and I think they're off to a great start. So for What's on Joe Mind, I'm Mike Irizarry. For Mark Weber, have a great afternoon. Make sure you keep on top of the news, and we'll be back to talk about it some more after Toy Fair is done Sunday night. Thanks for your time. Just cut! <laughs>